Um, we are finishing up four weeks in Paul's letter to the Philippians. So here is week number four from the second chapter. Paul writes, If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Here ends our reading. So, Thanksgiving. How'd it go? We all survived. Um, This is the first year we have not traveled. I think ever, um, because our family lives far away. So we always end up in a car on the Jersey Turnpike on the Friday after Thanksgiving. It's just like our lot in life. Um, And this year we were at home and woke up and it was like slow and quiet and the parade was on the TV. It was weird. Is this what normal people do? Um, It was beautiful. And uh, it had me remembering all these other Thanksgivings of the past. I don't know about you, uh, our Thanksgiving traditions in our family have shifted as everyone has gotten older and families have gotten bigger. Um, So when I was a kid, all of my dad's side of the family got together, all of the aunts and uncles, all the cousins, the many cousins. um, We all would gather for Thanksgiving in the same place. We'd go to my aunt's house, and this was an affair. She did not live close, so everyone would like pile in the car. You'd be in the car for a few hours. Anybody like nodding your head? You've been in this place. Um, and the entire two-hour drive, I would be terrified to go to Thanksgiving. Um, because you see, um, in my family, there's this Thanksgiving tradition. I'm sure I've shared this before, and some of you know, um, that every grandchild must, not optional, must scamper up to the third floor of my aunt's like very high living room picture a ceiling like this up to the balcony that overlooks above the fireplace everyone down below and share one thing that they have learned or perfected this year a poem a song it was terrifying and I was the youngest of all the cousins so you got to opt out once you turned 18 but I was still doing it like long after everyone else had already aged out of this tradition Um, So I just remember sitting in the car, just filled full of nerves and not wanting to play for Elise or recite, oh, Captain, my Captain, or whatever it was. I don't know. Like every year, it was something that I had to scramble to figure out that I had to share in front of my entire extended family, just staring up at you in the most unflattering of positions, sharing whatever you had nervously put together. It was terrifying. And then, you know, it's Thanksgiving. Um, so anybody have one of those Thanksgivings where all the people are perfectly in line, agree on everything, you all sit down, you could just talk about religion, politics, life, um, of how to rear children, it doesn't matter, any topic, because it's all just going to be consensus and froofy and brilliant? No one? Um, I feel like Thanksgiving is one of those moments, not necessarily in a bad way, where we recognize how different we all are. And yet we can still eat turkey together, um, or tofurkey, if that's your thing. 
Um, we recognize how many challenging situations we've navigated as human beings, how many different experiences we all have had, how those different experiences have shaped us in different ways. And then we sit down at a table with people that we are in some way connected to, whether they are friends or whether they are colleagues at work because we work on Thanksgiving, um, whether that is a big, huge extended family around a table that does not fit in the room that it is supposed to fit in. Um, we sit there and we talk with one another and we try to navigate to keep it in that like perfect little glide path. You know the glide path. It's like where you throw the paper airplane and it's that moment between letting go and it crashes and burns. You just want to like keep that extended for as long as possible um, because we've all been in that room where it took a nosedive really fast and that's just a little uncomfortable, especially if you haven't gotten to pie yet. Um, and we've all been in that room where we haven't even quite let go. We're really tentative to even like broach a conversation because we're just a little nervous about where it's going to head. Um, and I'm sure too, we have been in plenty of normal Thanksgivings where we just get together and we talk and have fun and, and it's great. But nothing, nothing like gathering together with a group of people reminds us of how unique and different we all are for good or for ill. And then we have this letter to the Philippians, Paul's letter of joy, dripping with gratitude for all of God's people. And he says so many times, again and again and again, be of the same mind, be of one heart, one spirit together, all united and, and love. Doesn't that just describe every family gathering and Thanksgiving table and church in town, and country, as we gather ourselves together to try to figure out how we are to be together. I mean, it seems so counter to what we are. We know, fundamentally, the very beginning of our scripture makes this bold claim that we are all made in God's image, unique, different, exactly as we are meant to be, exactly as we are, I guarantee you, we could pause this right now and throw out just a couple conversation starters, just a couple little questions that could get this room taking size really quickly. Because we're really good at that. We're really good at, at sorting ourselves out based on our differences. We're really good about defending our own unique sort of perspective and point of view, because after all, that's deep and near and dear to us. Um, and so then when other people's perspectives and experiences start to clash and push against it, well, we have words. Or when they start to clash and push against who our kids are that we love deeply and unconditionally with just sort of big, broad, brushstroke kind of comments that are grabbed from memes or not thought through. We want to have that conversation. I mean, when it comes down to all of those things that we so deeply feel that are at the core of who we are, well, don't we want to defend, <laughs> to define, to describe, and then fight for those things that we know are true and near and dear? I mean, isn't this why we find ourselves in so many situations where whether it's a slightly tense Thanksgiving table or our politics or the ways that we try to, to gather together to do different projects or, or a group of people at work, why we find ourselves in these situations that just seem a little bit on edge? And Paul says, be of one mind and one spirit, one love in Christ. Easy, right? I agree. Also, I think it's interesting the way that that's written. Uh, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit and humility regard others as better than yourself. 
Let each look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Now, if we are to be of the same mind, if we are all coming from the same place, if we are to be of one spirit and one heart, then wouldn't your interest and my interest be exactly the same? Wouldn't we just line up perfectly in all things? What is best for you is best for me. But we know that that is not quite true. That is not the full picture because, again, we are all uniquely made. We have beautiful and diverse gifts to share. We are created as human beings in so many different configurations and ways with so many different experiences and beliefs that make us who we are, that help to shape us fully into who God has made us to be. So then maybe, maybe if Paul is saying we are to be of one mind and spirit, to have one love in Christ, there's something else here than just being the same, than just getting along, than just agreeing. We lose so much when we strive for the lowest common denominator. We give up so much when we try to fit in or or be a certain way just because that's the way we think other people want us to be. I uh, went to preschool in Australia and had this like nice thick Aussie accent um, you know how preschoolers are, like they just mimic and pick up whatever's around them, right? So I like soaked it in. This is why we kept Esri away from Andy in her formative years. We just didn't want that Boston accent to really take root, you know? Um, and I then moved back to Ohio for kindergarten and I had this nice thick Australian accent. I was this cute little kid with an Australian accent. I went to kindergarten and what happens in kindergarten? You start to look around and realize that like you aren't necessarily like everybody else and you want to be like everybody else. That's what you do. You conform, you fit in, you follow the rules, you learn how to raise your hand. So I dropped that accent as fast as I could. I was so embarrassed. I thought it was the worst thing ever. It was a curse. And then I became a teenager in high school and discovered girls. I was like, why did I get rid of the Australian accent? I mean, we know that our diversity, our experiences, our differences make us who we are. They shape us into something beautiful and unique, who God has made us to be. And yet there is this sense that that somehow we also are one in the midst of that. I think what Paul is trying to get at is not that we are all to conform, all to agree, not that we are meant to be of, of one mind in the sense that we have the same thoughts together, but to have our focus set on, on the bigger picture And he points then, well, actually, he breaks into song to to Christ in this world and the the image, the common thing that we all share. Um, Has anyone seen like a schmigadoon? Yeah, thank you. At least one person. We just saw Marvels. There's a a planet in the new Marvels movie where they go and everyone can only speak in song. Um, It's fantastic. And and the the reality is Paul sort of has this moment right in the second chapter of Philippians. He just breaks in a song. He sings this hymn, this whole hymn dedicated to who Jesus is in this world and what it means to be of one mind, of one heart, to be of one spirit, is, is to allow that diversity and difference of others to shape us inform us to recognize that loving others means setting aside all of our need to be right or correct or win the day or have our way. Um, Instead, with humility to move forward in this world, knowing that we learn so much more when we allow others to, to shape and add to who we are. I mean, we see this again and again with the way that Jesus is in this world. He approaches the, the woman at the well, a person scorned and pushed aside, cast out of the community, and says, tell me about your life. I want to know about you, who you are, where you have been. 
I mean, the person that's, that's begging by the gate who can't see and just needs someone to pay attention to them so he can eat that night to stop and have a conversation. I mean, how easy is it for us to try to, to pull together something, some sort of group that looks exactly like us, and yet we are called, we're reminded by Paul and called by Christ to push ourselves in humility into relationships with people who are not like us and figure out how we are still of the same mind and the same spirit of the same love. That we can be different and diverse, have all sorts of things to add to the conversation, and still be united around this fact that we are all made in God's image, blessed and loved by God, humbled by that, to love others and love God with a sense that we will never get it all right, but we certainly need each other to get close. And this beautiful reminder and gift in a moment where not everything goes according to plan, where things are challenging and, and, and fraught, where we're not quite sure what the next move is or the next step is to take, we are reminded that we are united. We are pulled together in this fact that we are made in God's image. We are humble enough to recognize that image of God, even in people who do not look like or act like or think like us, and still able to be of one mind, heart, and spirit united in this great love that God has placed in us for one another and God in the middle of all of the mess. Amen?